At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding the finance, set up the staffing, our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development, the founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy, and I'm here today with Jillian Music, co-founder of Moz and my business partner in Outline Venture Group. You can find out more about us at outlineventure.com. Good morning, Jillian. How are you today? Doing very well. How are you doing, Ann? I'm doing great. We've been on the road a bit, haven't we? Oh, indeed. And I'm still on the road, so it's going to be a while. But I'm really excited today. Today, we've got Catherine Haig with us. She's got a new venture called Female Funders. And you and I had the pleasure of meeting Catherine last week, as you know. So we're going to share some information about what Catherine's up to with Female Funders. Welcome, Catherine. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited to be on the show. Oh, we're really delighted to have you with us. Why don't you give the listeners some of the background about what you've created from Shop Locket to Female Funders. Tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, of course. So I started my first venture-backed company about four and a half years ago, and my whole adventure was made possible by my first angel investor. She put $10,000 into the company, and at the time, it was the money we needed to get to launch, to ultimately go through an accelerator And then we raised a proper venture round of financing and ended up selling the company two years ago. And after selling the company, I really felt indebted to angel investors and wanted to give back and started doing some angel investment myself, uh, only to really be confronted with the gender gap in angel investing. I was part of one round in particular. There were 70 angel investors and only one woman. And I kept sort of digging into this problem and realized how much it was actually affecting women getting funding on the other side. Today, only 2.7% of venture funding actually goes to female CEOs. And this problem just sort of stuck in my head. And I kept talking to more and more women about, you know, why this was happening, why they weren't investing. And my current project, Female Funders, really came of that. It started as a blog to profile female angel investors to make it seem more relatable. And it's really just sort of spiraled out of control from there. It's been five months now. We've launched an investor education program. We now have an angel investment education program for entrepreneurs. Uh, We just came off an eight-city breakfast series. 
So it's just been incredible to see the support of the community. And I think a lot of women are ready to get off the sidelines and start investing themselves. So in five months, you've put together investor education programs, investment education for entrepreneur and events. Pretty good start, I'd just like to say. So this is the kind of CEO I keep my eyes out for. Um, <laughs> nevertheless, <laughs> you also said it started as a blog. So for a while yeah. you blogged and then in five months you kind of everything else launched. So I often say that people look at the quick success of something or the quick activity and think, wow, look at that. Also, no, it really wasn't. What they didn't look at was the rest of the long part of the hockey stick that came before. It was all of the research planning and what came before that made you ready to do this. But you mentioned a number here. You said 2% of venture funding goes to female CEOs or comes from them? 2.7% actually goes to female CEOs. So a very small percentage of overall venture capital actually goes into companies that are sort of helmed by women. That number is a bit higher if you include women just on any part of the founding team. But if it's the CEO, the woman raising money, it's 2.7%. Right. Okay. So a bit more if it's part of a team. And yes, those are the numbers that I know as well. But now tell me, what's the percentage of women who are investors in the, you know, if you will, VCs or angels, do we have a number? If you took all the angels in the country, just the country, not even the planet, how many of those are women? There's varying reports, but it's somewhere between 25 and 30% right now of angel investors are women. So it's actually relatively high compared to the amount of females that get funded. But there's are some uh, sort of worse stats if you dig a little bit deeper. If you look at high-risk technology investing, AngelList is a fairly good representative of those types of angel investors, and only 9% of registered investors on AngelList are actually women, and those women tend to be less active than their male counterparts. And if you look at the venture capital side, only 3% of basically deal-making venture capitalists in Silicon Valley are actually women. So we're doing a bit better on the angel side, but there's still a lot more work to be done. Got it. What are the causes, do you think? And I guess the causes that you're addressing. Yeah. So I think that a lot of the reason that women don't angel invest has to do with a lack of knowledge, really, about the space. Either they don't have any friends that are angel investing, so it seems like this sort of far off, mysterious thing or they believe that they don't have the acumen or the business expertise to angel invest. They don't think that their industry experience is relevant to the investment world, or they think that you need a lot more money to angel invest than you actually do. They think the check sizes are, are much higher than they, they actually have to be. And they don't realize all the non-financial benefits to angel investing. I uh, you know that you might hear it talked about, it's all about you know, making a return. And really that's usually the last reason you should angel invest you know, it's to learn about new industries, it's to network, it's a way to have fun and meet incredible people. And when it's framed that way, I find that women really get excited about it. So you're really saying that a framed as a social event, if you will, a social process, not really a social event as in a party, but a social process that intrigues women. It brings women to the table. Yeah, I think that a lot of women want to feel the support of a network and a community when they're making these decisions. They don't want to be the lone wolf investor. They want to, you know, feel like they're doing this with a community. And I really think that it's important that women look at their investments through the lens of, okay, you know, is this a good business? Will I make money? Because I think, you know, only companies that are set up 
to scale and to be sustainable are the ones that are going to make a real social impact as well. But it's so much more than that. They can get so many uh, non-financial benefits out of it as well. That makes good sense. It's intriguing. As I listen to you speak, we're really talking again about this concept of community, about this ancient process of women going to the well together to get the water, raising the children together, and so on and so forth. This is really visceral stuff. And you're saying that even when it comes to investment in the 21st century in early stage technology startups or technology-based startups, women don't want to go it alone. They are looking for, if you will, either corroboration, or they're looking for varying talents. And that's intriguing to me. Exactly. I mean, all of the women I talk to that are, you know, joining our network or going through our angel school, I think one of the biggest benefits for them is that they get to connect with other women on a similar journey. Someone might have a background in law, someone might have a background in marketing or product development, and they really see the advantages of having all of those skill sets at the table that they can call on when they're making investment decisions. Right. And I do think that that is kind of that killer differential there, that we make it clear. It is not that that women want to sit around and, and you know, have tea and, and then make an investment because that's just a reason to go have tea. This really is about a deeper understanding of the multiple facets that different people, not just women, but people of both genders bring to the table. And perhaps that's on the flip side. If you look at investing in companies and you have some stats around the amount or or the percentages, right, of the companies that will succeed, succeed at higher uh, valuations and do it uh, more quickly and so on and so forth. You know, perhaps you can share some of those numbers right now because it works on both sides uh, of the table. Absolutely. What first round capital found out when they reviewed their 20 years of investments in the companies they had supported, the companies with at least one woman founder outperformed everybody else by 63%. That's a phenomenal number. And when I compare that to the, you know, cutie little 2.7% of uh, venture funding going to women, Catherine, I just, it just makes my blood boil. You know, (laughs) somebody's not paying attention. Now, I know that you're on a mission with female funders to get, what was it, 1,000 women involved in making angel investments? Yes, I want to empower a thousand women to make their first angel investment this year. So whether it's through our events or our training programs or uh, just general awareness, we want to get a thousand women to write their first check this year. That's great, Catherine. We need to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back with Catherine Haig of Female Funders. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. We're back with Julia Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy. Julia Music and I are talking today with Catherine Haig, a serial entrepreneur and female funders founder. Boy, that was a mouthful. (laughs) So uh, before we get too much deeper into this, I wanted to raise up that you have a book coming out called Funded, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Raising Your First Round. I am sure that book is going to be of keen interest to our listeners. So tell us a little bit about the book. Yeah, of course. So I have had the pleasure of working with probably hundreds, if not thousands of entrepreneurs uh, over the past few years. My business that I had started, ShopLocket, was an e-commerce platform for entrepreneurs. So all of my customers were entrepreneurs, um, many of them coming off of crowdfunding campaigns. I then went to work at PCH, which is a supply chain management design company that works with entrepreneurs. They had uh, an incubator called Highway One. So I've gone to see so many entrepreneurial journeys uh, and had the opportunity to raise funding myself and wanted to really create the handbook for entrepreneurs raising money. There's incredible resources available online, but they tend to be scattered right across the web. And I wanted to create something that an entrepreneur could pick up and really learn the fundamentals, but also some of the tips, tricks, and hacks to putting together a successful fundraising uh, round. And I'm particularly excited to get this into the hands of female entrepreneurs as well. Can I have it now what? before it's published? <laughs> can, can, can I have the galleys yes. before they get edited? Today, please. <laughs> um, right. Yes. Yesterday, please. Right. Um, and I when, do think that loads it? of people will want. I assume it will come out. You know, one can purchase it at Amazon and similar places across the web. Where would you like people to purchase it when it comes out? So it's already available for pre-order on the O'Reilly website. So you can check it out on O'Reilly, and we're going to be coming out with it probably late April this year. We'll put the link up on our Facebook page for you, Catherine, and also on our webmasterradio.fm archive page uh, so that to point people at it. And as soon as you have a, a galley, we'd love to see it. <laughs> you will be at Absolutely. the top of my list. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So it appears to me that you are addressing the issue of too few female funders and too few female founders, say that three times fast, <laughs> uh, with the same effort. 
And that's intriguing. Are you finding that it splits your foci here, uh, you know, into two pieces, if you will, your focus in two pieces? Or are you finding that it helps you to focus on the nut of the problem from two sides? I've actually found it to be really helpful because it allows me to not sort of lose touch with, you know, the entrepreneurial way of looking at things. Sometimes it's easy to get so wrapped up into your, you know, current role and my current role as an investor that you forget what it's like to be on the other side of the table. And I think by running both courses, we're able to really repurpose a lot of different content that's just sort of, you know, a different spin on the same story. And we're able to help both sides and also create some great bridges between our entrepreneurs and our investors. Investors get to hear pitches and it's great training for them. And it's also, of course, incredible training for the entrepreneurs. So it sort of creates this sort of virtuous cycle, which has been amazing to see. And that wasn't even my intention when I started. I really thought this was going to be just about angel investing. But the number of emails I was receiving from entrepreneurs that wanted support and wanted guidance really made it clear that what we were producing was not just valuable to investors. We really needed to open it up for both sides. That makes very good sense. And during your events, you just did how many cities on your tour? We did eight cities. You did eight cities. Do you have learnings from that that you can share already? How many people showed up in the different cities? I noticed that in Seattle, your last stop, for example, where Anne and I spoke, that you offered to create a group and you did so immediately so that the people in Seattle could get to know each other. I do see that there's this third leg to the stool in which one doesn't just require education to get funded or to fund wisely, but rather you need to set that community which is what that group of women is are asking for, right? It's, I don't want to go it alone. I don't know everything, and I know what I don't know. Please introduce me to others who will do the same. And that's what you did in Seattle. Did you do that in other cities? Are you creating, if you will, national community and local communities as you move along? Yeah, exactly. So we had about 300 women uh, attend the tour overall, and we already have a Slack channel up and running where women can connect and out of the breakfast series, what we've done is we're creating both local networks and an overall female funders network so that women can really stay in touch both, you know, with their local investor counterparts, but also tap into the broader global conversation. And I think that that's one of the most important things that we're building here at Female Funders is those connections and that ongoing conversation. That's really cool. So the communities, uh, you're just using standard platforms at the moment to connect people and they can, you know, get in there and start talking to each other and so on. But I do see that there is huge value in moving from the local to the global funding community as well, where you can share talents, foci, you know, all of these uh, kinds of knowledge bits that people have around specific industries and so on as you do good due diligence. So I think that I'd like you to tell us a little bit about building this company that is Female Funders. I know that you gave us a little background about it. And now that you've, you know, put five months towards this and you've you got all of this stuff started, not just events and teaching people to get funded and teaching people how to fund, but also now the community, you have all of this stuff beginning where do you go next? Where do you see this company in five years? Yeah, that's a great question. I honestly didn't see this as a company when I was starting it, but I think that's sometimes how some of the best journeys start. I, right now, am incredibly focused on this thousand-person goal. 
And I think that if we can hit the thousand women making their first angel investment, we'll set ourselves on a great path to building that community globally and really having those uh, agents of change uh, in our network. So everything we're doing is really about that. But of course, we need to find a way to make this sustainable. Up until now, I've sort of been my own angel investor. Uh, I'm giving myself the startup capital uh, to get this off the ground, to produce the platform, the videos. And we were lucky enough to get some sponsors to help us make the breakfast series possible. And now as we move forward, it needs to be more than just me. I've been pulling in contractors to make it all come together. But I'm really hoping over the next couple of months to start building a small team around it. Certainly the courses are main product, so to speak that we're offering, but we definitely plan to continue improving those offerings over time and really just listen to our community and what they need. And definitely over the next couple of months, I hope to get this past my uh, angel investments and a real sustainable business on its own. That makes really good sense. So I see multiple revenue streams from taking the courses. And perhaps you could share about the angel course itself. That is one of your revenue streams. And I know that you're building that first class now. So tell our listeners what it is it offers, how much does it cost, where do they sign up? You can make an ad here. (laughs) (laughs) So we have two programs. There's Angel School for Investors and Angel School for Entrepreneurs. I'll focus on the For Entrepreneurs program here. Start on February 16th. It's a six-week online program, and each week we go through a new module, and it's video and podcast-based learning. You can do it on your own time, so you can listen to it from the car. You can do it on the weekends. Really know that our students are busy people. We've designed the course to make sense for them. Every week we also have experts dial in and answer questions directly from our students and we work with our entrepreneurs to help them build out their target list of investors, build out their pitch. They get opportunities to actually pitch our Angel School for Investors students and practice pitching to real investors. And then we actually vote on a couple of the entrepreneurs going through our program to join us in our virtual demo day, sort of the capstone of our Angel School for Investors program. And we'll be picking one company out of our virtual demo day um, that will actually be syndicating as a group through female funders. So we're going to actually be funding one company out of that. So really looking to create a network of entrepreneurs on the same journey, supporting each other and giving them access to really a safe space to practice and meet people that are supportive of them and what they're doing. And the cost for that? It's a $1,200 program. And again, it was six weeks. Yes, it's a six-week program, and you can go to femalefunders.com slash angel school, and we have both for investors and entrepreneurs up there. Perfect. So (laughs) femalefunders.com. We'll put that link in Facebook as well. You bet we will. We now need to take a break for our sponsors, and then we'll come back with Catherine Haig with some tips for our entrepreneurs who are listening. We'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy. Jillian Music and I are talking today with Catherine Haig, founder of Female Funders and Angel School, and also School for Entrepreneurs. Catherine, welcome back to CEO Coach. Thank you. Can you give us particularly... The CEOs out there who are longing for some insight into the world of angel investing, can you give them some top tips for what they might be able to do tomorrow, next week, the week after? Yeah, of course. So my first tip for entrepreneurs looking to raise funding is to actually have a structured process. A lot of entrepreneurs just sort of bounce meeting to meeting, hoping that a check is going to appear at some point. But the most successful entrepreneurs raising money really have a plan when they start out. They have a target list of investors. They've practiced their pitch. They have all of the information they need ready before they even go into their first meeting. And they usually have a date by which they plan to raise their funding and schedule all of their meetings before that to build a sense of urgency. So my first recommendation is as an entrepreneur, really you know, look at this like any other sales process and really go out there with the intention to close and don't just let yourself get bounced around. Uh, really own the process yourself. My second tip would be to understand the psychology of investment and the fact that you're dealing with real people. These aren't robots that are looking at your analytics and just making an investment decision. They're real people that like human interactions. They like to work with people um, that they enjoy spending time with. They're motivated by very human things. And you need to understand that you are building a relationship just like you'd build any other relationship in your life. It's sort of like dating before you get married, but applied to investment. So really don't think that your metrics and your numbers are going to speak for themselves. 
you really need to go out there and, you know, build those human connections in order to actually get funded. And then the third thing that I would point out is that not every business is right for venture financing. It's a really sexy thing to talk about these days. You know, TechCrunch loves it. It's a great thing to sort of brag to your network about, but it's not the right thing for every business. And not every business was designed for the type of growth and scale that you need um, to be a venture-backed company. Um, So really look at your business and look at your growth plans and make sure it's the right thing for you before you get started. A lot of entrepreneurs find themselves in a tough spot when they raise money for companies that really never should have raised. So those are my three tips for entrepreneurs getting started. That's awesome. I think what I heard was, first, have your process as you would with any other sales process. Second, build relationships. And third, know your company and whether it is suitable for venture funding. Don't get sucked in by some of the attractive things that you hear or that make you feel like you're in some place that you really shouldn't be. I think that's all fascinating. Is this the kind of information that is on the entrepreneur school that you are producing along with the angel school? Yes, exactly. So in Angel School for Entrepreneurs, we start off with the foundations of investment, who should raise why investors invest. We move into helping you actually plan out your fundraise and get everything ready. We go through the mechanics of venture capital so you can be confident sitting at the negotiation table. We go through best practices for venture-backed companies, everything from burn rates to stock options. And then finally, we teach you the top mistakes um, the entrepreneurs make when they're fundraising, as well as giving you some hacks for really having a successful raise yourself. So this is definitely everything that we go through uh, throughout Angel School. Well, I think that I want to reiterate that your Angel School for Entrepreneurs, uh, you can find at femalefunders.com. Also, we'll put a link directly to it on our Facebook page at CEO Coach Podcast. And also, I wanted to bring up your book again, Funded, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Raising Your First Round, due out from O'Reilly, you said the end of April? Yes, that's correct. All right. Well, Catherine, it's so sad that we have to stop now because we're out of time. I hope that you will come back again and give us a progress report on the thousand women making their first angel investment. And also, when you do another tour, I want to commend you on the great work that you are doing. So thank you so much for spending time with us. Oh, thank you, Jillian. Thank you, Anne. This is wonderful. I really appreciate your time. It was a great pleasure. And that's it for this Monday at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at WebmasterRadio.fm for their support. You can download these shows to WebmasterRadio.fm, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and I don't know, maybe a hundred other places around the web. You'll find links and more on Facebook.com forward slash CEO Coach Podcast. Stop by and hit the like button so we know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ian Kennedy with Jillian Music. Ciao, Jillian. Till next week.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.